0: My guest today, Emily Albright-Miller, has been tracking key retailers and their marketing activities this holiday season. On this special holiday bonus episode, we're finding out which retailers are slaying holiday. You're listening to Where We Buy. My name is James Cook. I research retail and real estate for JLL. This is the show where we talk with retail experts and we visit shopping spots across the nation and around the world. Today, Emily Albright Miller works for Big Red Rooster, which I should say is a JLL company. And uh, welcome, Emily.
1: Hi, James. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, this is fantastic. So I was—I'm—I love Big Red Rooster. I love working with you guys. Were not you guys just voted uh, the design firm? of the year.
1: We were and we're very honored to be recognized by Design Retail Magazine and and excited that the great work we're doing with our clients is getting that recognition.
0: That's awesome. So, you've been, I've been following closely all of the research you've been doing around what key retail brands are doing during the holiday season. It seems like you started this way back before anybody else was thinking about the holidays. Sort of what have you been tracking? What have you been following?
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, um, the holidays are starting earlier and earlier every year. So we did start this initiative in October. Um, we actually started in the first week of October wanting to see how early retailers were going to, you know, uh, turn into jingle bells this year. And so what we did <laughs> is we have a team of folks that, Um, We're calling our holiday task force, and we identified a list of about 20 retailers that we wanted to follow their every move through the season. Um, We have a whole host of other retailers that are on our watch list, but for the 20 that we identified, um, we signed up for their emails, we followed them on social media, we downloaded their apps, and we've just been really observing um their every move throughout the holiday season and we have some some really interesting learnings and themes that we're finding across the retailers we've been watching
0: so you've been doing this you've been tracking from the very beginning who was like the first out of the gate do you who was the first brand that was like hey we're gonna get the jump on everybody else around the holidays
1: Yeah, it's interesting because we observed that there was a first mover in almost every category. So while the whole category didn't turn, we found um, like with with um, hardware, we found that Lowe's went before Home Depot. In the beauty category, we found Sephora went before everyone else. We're still struggling to see Glossier make a strong stance around holiday, even in December. Um, in the arts and crafts category, we definitely saw Michaels go before Joanne, for example. And so from a consumer perspective, there's definitely a store you can find that's holiday ready in in that third week of October, if that's what you're looking for. I, we feel it was also really influenced by the shorter shopping season this year, so with just the way that Thanksgiving fell, there are about six fewer days in the holiday season. Um, and so, you know, your biggest players, we saw we saw Target, we saw Walmart, we saw Kohl's, we saw Macy, we saw all of them really turning holiday before um, Halloween this year, likely trying to make up for that lost six days in the peak holiday season.
0: Do you see, is there a first mover advantage? So you said Sephora, for example, was the first in beauty. I mean, do they... Gain something by that, by jumping on holiday first?
1: Um, I can't tell you exactly um, from a revenue perspective, but we do know from a consumer perspective that consumers are thinking about holiday early and earlier. Um, we look at at some Pinterest data. You can start to see when consumers are starting to look for holiday inspiration, and that's happening as early as August in a meaningful way. So I do think having that assortment available, even if it's not. The lead message for your brand makes sense for, for many retailers. I do think some of the home retailers, for example, we saw, we saw Target had the Christmas assortment there, but they still capitalized on the Halloween holiday. They still capitalized on the Thanksgiving holiday. So it was there and available for the consumers who wanted it, but it wasn't their lead message because they still do so much volume around those other holidays. And and for people like me that host Thanksgiving for 35 friends and family, I love that Target still gave me some options to buy those last minute goods.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I too uh, hosted Thanksgiving this year, and I was not in the mind frame to be thinking about anything else other than that. Speaking of Target, um, they just launched their, what is it, Target Circle, their new loyalty program. Was that in October? So do you think that is to catch on the wave right before the holidays? you think that was purposeful timing? I
1: do think it was purposeful timing. Many retailers, uh, we observe putting the pieces of the puzzle or the building blocks for holiday in place in October. Once you get past October, really, these retailers are not wanting to take any risks or test any new programs or new initiatives um, because it's too risky given the volume associated with that time of year. So I do think this circle rollout was very intentional. Um, in the first couple of weeks of October, we also saw Nordstrom opening their brand new flagship in New York. Um, in those same, in that same time period, we saw Lululemon opening their experiential store in Chicago. Also in that second week of October, so um, many retailers just making sure that they're set up for success once they they hit that November first
0: time period. So let's now flash forward to Black Friday. Did you see anything new and exciting going on in the stores for Black Friday?
1: Honestly, we were disappointed by Black (laughs) Friday. We wanted to have things to talk about that were new and exciting, but we really feel Black Friday is a bit of a non-event due to how early these deep Deepest promotional periods are starting for retailers. So Black Friday, rather than a day, is really now the entire month of November. Um, so with the war, the battle to capture share of wallet. Um, The earlier you can go after that share of wallet, the better. So we're seeing many retailers starting their, quote, Black Friday deals in that first week of November, which leaves Black Friday itself as a pretty disappointing day um, for many. Now, there's still doorbusters that are happening, but the only innovative things are really on promotional strategy. We didn't see many retailers doing anything innovative to drive store traffic this year. Um, Anthropology did a few things with app-exclusive offers, which was notable, but again, probably not moving the needle for their brand.
0: Do you think there was more overall mobile, I don't know, Mobile focus this year around Black Friday.
1: Sure, and we're seeing that in the data as well. Um, a lot of the industry publications are saying that mobile was the winner of Black Friday. So much spending continues to grow in that as a channel, but um, very few reasons to you know leave your couch and go to go to a store unless you're really after a specific doorbuster um but with the the dominance of Amazon most of those items the electronics that used to always be the driver for store traffic those are now part of Amazon's doorbuster strategy so again um the ability to get those deep discounts on specific items in store on black friday is really a non non event these days
0: one of the things that jumped out at me that looks like an attempt to increase in-store traffic and i think you mentioned this in in Your research was what Pandora had done, so you got pretty deep in-store discounts, but you had to make reservations, is that right?
1: Yeah, it it definitely is something different and notable. They were taking shopping reservations so you could make an appointment, Um, but... I would argue that potentially that's not as consumer first as we would like if a consumer who has a busy holiday schedule, a busy shopping schedule is not able to get that point they want, then most likely Pandora has lost the sale in that instance.
0: And did you see, um, talking about just the opposite side of the coin, coin, there's always some retailers that are like, we're not doing anything. Uh, Was there a lot of that? Was there more of that, less of that?
1: REI continued its Opt Outside campaign for the fourth year now, really powerful campaign that continues to grow in momentum for them. They're encouraging consumers not to be shopping, but to doing things to benefit the planet um very aligned with their consumer target audience. We saw Patagonia trying to take a similar approach where they um encouraged people to opt out of shopping on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and instead donate to a nonprofit that they support um, and take action again to do what's right by the planet and the environment. Um, and we saw a couple niche retailers in Europe closing their stores and um, CRISPR Christopher Rayburn is a UK-based brand that was offering free repairs on the day of Black Friday. Their slogan was, buy nothing, repair something. Um, Again, trying to do something different and zig when everyone else is zagging. Um, I do think that builds buzz, um, but you'd have to understand long-term if that, that gets the volume that you need.
0: Yeah, and that's the kind of messaging that only works for the right kind of shopper. Every year, people do goofy stuff to get some marketing buzz. Um, Anything unique, funny, remarkable that you saw um, retailers doing this year?
1: Yeah, so one of the trends we're seeing is some food retailers trying to capitalize on um, the merch angle of their holiday assortment. We saw Hidden Valley Ranch is coming out with a series of holiday sweaters. We saw Jimmy Dean is offering... Branded wrapping paper that is also scented, um, bringing a whole new ex- sensory experience to your Jimmy Dean
0: sausage scented wrap. Is that like a scratch and sniff? I love it.
1: Yeah, I I, ha- I don't have any yet, but I I would <laughs> really like to wrap my my gifts under the tree with some Jimmy Dean paper. um We saw Dunkin' Donuts it has a, a series of branded merch. um You know, Taco Bell. This is something they've been doing for a long time to appeal to that that niche audience. But we're really excited to see these brands having a lot of fun with the holidays and certainly um, creating walking billboards for their brand in some pretty different communities and environments. I was just going to... Um, talk a little bit about what we're seeing with pets. Um, so we know that the pet industry is exploding and and people are very much thinking of their pets as an extension of their family. Um, we're seeing a ton of pet gift guides this year. Um, it's a new, not a lot of innovation in general with gift guides, um, except for this extension to your furry friend, your dog, your cat deserves just as many gifts under the tree, apparently, as the rest of your family does. And so we're seeing some pretty playful, fun experiences around the pet. We're also seeing the extension of the family PJ idea to include the pet. So family PJs actually, Old Navy led with those again, back to the early October time period. Um, And they were one of the first to include pets in their family PJ.
0: So you got to slow down for me because this is new information. So family pjs that means i'm gonna buy matching pajamas for my entire family
1: and your dog or cat or your dog and cat yes exactly oh my gosh
0: now i've got emily we keep chickens here at my home so what do you think about the future of maybe some uh you know uh holiday family jammies for for our flock of chickens
1: I love sense? it. I have not seen that available on the market yet, but I think it, it's um, it's very much in line with the trend. And if you think about it in our Instagrammable society, there's no better family photo than all of you lined up on Christmas morning in your matching pajamas. And, and really, it's a huge statement even in store at Target, at Kohl's, at Walmart. These uh, companies are really standing behind that family PJ idea.
0: I am not the target audience for family PJs, though. But I can see the right family that would be a perfect holiday gift.
1: We we have some
0: ourselves. Oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are those like uh, holiday themed PJs that you're just breaking out for Christmas for like uh, the holidays for Christmas morning, or are they kind of more just PJs throughout the year that happen to be matching?
1: Oh no, only only for the holiday time period. Okay.
0: <laughs> you know something? Another tradition that we had way back to when I was a little kid was the advent calendar. And I know there's been a lot of new creativity around advent calendars out there. Anything new you're seeing?
1: Basically, we're seeing an advent calendar for everything. Uh, Target had a whole host of uh, kids-friendly advent calendars this year. But um, we're seeing them extend to adults in a pretty powerful way. Last year, Aldi launched their wine advent calendar and almost broke the internet with the buzz. This year, again, they started hyping it very early pre season. And I can tell you from personal experience that there was a line out the door waiting for that advent calendar, and it sold out uh, the first day it was available. Um, we're even seeing companies like Tiffany & Co. Tiffany has a $112,000 calendar. Um, it's five feet tall. It weighs 355 pounds. Um, and of course, there are only four of them in stock. Um, so really a lot of innovation around Advent cal- calendars. Trader Joe's came out with a, just back to the pet trend, they came out with a cat Advent calendar this year, so now you can count down the days to Christmas with your cat, um, and a different surprise for them behind the door every day. Um, it's interesting because we're we're training a society starting starting with children to respond to these um, types of advent calendars, and every year the consumer is going to want a new and different and better experience. So we anticipate this to be a trend that we're just going to see continue to grow over the the near future.
0: Well, let's just put the podcast on hold for a second, because I'm going to be calling up Tiffany right now um, and uh, putting my money down on one of those. You said there are four advent calendars. I'm, one of those is mine. Um, I kid, <laughs> but I'm a little curious about the wine calendar Aldi. So was that a, like a full wine bottle per day? That must have been a big, a big old calendar.
1: Yeah, it's a mini bottle, um, ah. but definitely one per day. And of course, they're covering a whole host of different types of wine, um, blends, sparkling, the whole thing. It's It's hard to keep up with, I can tell you.
0: <laughs> you know, I'd be in maybe in the market for like a beer a day calendar. That might be more Up my alley.
1: Those exist, too. You can also go to Amazon and get a hot sauce of the day calendar.
0: (laughs) Ooh, I like that even more. So there's
1: something for everyone out there, for sure.
0: So I was uh, doing a bit of shopping over uh, this past weekend and noticed some uh, intellectual property uh, being used liberally. I saw a lot of uh, Stranger Things stuff, saw a lot of Star Wars stuff. What's the hot... What's the hot IP uh, for the kids this year?
1: Um, Well, apparently it's for the kids and everyone else. We are seeing frozen mania dominating the entire landscape of retail. Um, We're seeing... Just to list a few, we're seeing Kohl's, Target, Claire's has frozen in the windows, exclusive assortments. We're seeing Justice has done a three-way partnership with Frozen and Lego. So they're offering exclusive frozen Lego sets for girls at their Justice stores. But we're even seeing brands like Swell, um, which is a pretty sophisticated, you know, double-walled steel water bottle company. They've come out with a frozen line. We've seen Sorel come out with a frozen line of boots. Um, we're seeing I, I am a, a nature zone bread consumer. I'm pretty loyal. And even my nature zone bag has a frozen logo on it. So we um, really we joke about it. But truly, everyone is trying to capitalize on on the frozen mania this year. And based on, you know, the sales and the trend for The movie, it was a right move because it seems like it's hard to find someone who has not been to the theater to see this movie during the month
0: of November so far. I'm the one person who hasn't seen it.
1: I didn't think it was as good as the
0: first myself. The first one had several fantastic songs. Did this one have as good a lineup of songs?
1: There's one song, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, from the movie that some think was a coming out song for Elsa. There's a lot of speculation about what the, the song meant and, and, you know, could it be a song meant to communicate inclusivity in a new way to today's generation, which I think is interesting because we're seeing a lot of trends around inclusivity this holiday at retail. We've been talking about, um, the theme of an inclusive holiday and we're seeing, you know, Sephora came out within their gift guide. They've got a new category this year for they. Um, So trying to, you know, not have a gender pronoun uh, attached to this category. And it it includes a lot of gender inclusive beauty products. Um, We're also seeing a lot about size and body diversity. We're seeing companies like Ann Taylor, um, Made Well, American Eagle—they all are significantly promoting their extended size range in their store environments, and they're carrying a lot of the size ranges in store, or certainly have those extended size ranges available online. Um, we're even seeing Nike. I don't know if you if you follow Nike, but they've been promoting on social media their new Victory Swim Collection, which is a swim assortment aimed at Muslims um, that has a much more um, covered solution, but in a fabric that's not that's still high, high functioning and high performing. So we're excited about what we're seeing out there with retailers really trying to push themselves to evolve further than where we've seen them in the recent past.
0: In a way, that's the great thing about retail. If you want to sell stuff, you've got to appeal to the shopper. And it really does seem like shoppers today value inclusivity and they want to whoever you are you want to see yourself represented whether it be in your retail catalog or in the media so yeah that's fantastic um i think you would when we were talking you'd mentioned that there are some interesting collaborations going on um around the season anything you want to speak to
1: the interesting thing about collaborations is that they're everywhere everyone has them and what we're seeing this year it's there seems to be this race for the highest number of collaborations that you can have. So it's a few years ago, retailers were trying to figure out their first ever collaboration. But now you see companies like Nordstrom, like Macy's, like Kohl's, they have a whole plethora of collaborations happening simultaneously this year. Um, and a, a lot of them are, are designing their gifting strategy to, to closely align with these collaborations. So Kohl's, you're able to shop by all of their different collaborations, some of which have been you know, are new and one-time collaborations or limited editions. Others have been around, like the Lauren Conrad collaboration, for ten years now. Um, we're seeing Nordstrom focus more on what I would call the digital-first companies. So they are housing a new & Dot experience. So that would be Stellen Dot's first brick-and-mortar experience. They're partnering with Rent the Runway, and they've recently announced the extension of that collaboration. Um, They even have a Glossier fragrance pop-up, which again, Glossier being very much a digital-first brand is now getting a physical presence within Nordstrom stores. Um, So great collaborations. We very much believe that brands exist in an ecosystem today, and that very few successful brands will be able to go it alone. Um, So we highly encourage these types of collaborations, but we are a little blown away by how many of them we're seeing at each individual retailer um, this year, just knowing the amount of time and resources and effort it takes to get those collaborations live. It's very impressive to be able to have a half a dozen of them going on simultaneously.
0: And would you say that the majority are these digital native kind of direct to consumer brands um, that are now partnering with you know, physical retailers?
1: I think that's a smart strategy, but we're seeing a lot of um, design collaborations as well, a lot of celebrity collaborations, um, basically trying to leverage the built-in fan base or uh, branding of of a celebrity or another designer into your brand can be equally an effective strategy as working with the digital-first companies. Yeah, from an odd couple perspective, one of the most interesting collaborations we're seeing this year is between Old Navy and Postmates. So from December 21st to December 23rd, Old Navy is actually offering free delivery same day through their collaboration with Postmates. So great example of trying to combat the Amazon effect and and offer an instantaneous experience through the use of a, a partnership.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So based on what you've seen so far, and I know that we're not, uh, not done yet with the holidays, but based on what you've seen so far, what would your recommendations be for retailers next year? What did you see that you think more folks should be doing or what didn't they do that they should be doing?
1: I think continuing to explore uh, what we call experiential commerce solutions. So having the foundational retail experience that ensures consumers can get things with as little friction as possible in as quick and easy and cost-effective way as possible, but then building on experiences that... Uh set you apart from the competition. We are seeing pop-ups continue to be an important thing to a number of retailers. <clears throat> Again, the collaborations are providing an experiential element, even the merchandising of things like family pajamas um, that have a, a very compelling and engaging shopping experience can all help add that experiential layer to the commerce. Um, environment. So just to compete with Amazon and even, you know, the Walmarts and the Targets who are largely thought to be winning holiday right now, other brands are going to have to come up with solutions that can um, give consumers another reason to interact with their brand.
0: Anything you can reveal that's on your holiday shopping list this season that wouldn't give away any (laughs) any surprise? Although I know my family probably, well, I'll take that back. My dad listens to this podcast, but my, the rest of my family, uh, I could say anything and they would never know about it on this podcast. Um, anything anything that you're um, shopping for this holiday season?
1: Yeah, I've actually asked for earrings. I'm a big fan of Kendra Scott. And so I've asked for some Kendra Scott earrings um, this Christmas. I also asked for some air, AirPods, um, but my husband thinks I'm going to lose them. So I probably won't be getting those.
0: I, that's why I have not jumped into the Air airpod arena because i i lose or destroy my uh less expensive earbuds i probably go through two or three a year and airpods they're like they retail for like 120 something like that is that right
1: yeah it's not going to be good if i get a pair of those and lose lose them a month later so we'll just stick with the earrings
0: well uh we've got great expectations for the holidays i know um our chief economist ryan severino here at jll his model is predicting a four and a half to 5% increase over last year's holiday sales. So that's a nice bump. I mean, consumers are for the most part employed. Unemployment is really low. So it seems like, you know, when January comes and we're looking at the aftermath of the holidays, it seems like we're going to have a good story to tell. So if folks want to check out your research, your ongoing research, um, would they go to bigredrooster.com?
1: Yes. And you can navigate from the homepage to our our holiday experience where we're tracking all of the themes we've been talking about today and more. If you want to go direct to that website, you can go to bigredrooster.com forward slash holiday hyphen 2019.
0: Awesome. Emily, I'm going to continue. I'm going to bookmark that and continue to check it throughout uh, the rest of the holidays. And I'm assuming you'll have even a little wrap up after the season is over.
1: Yeah, we're doing a full detailed wrap report, which we'll be offering to clients as well as friends of the brand and prospective clients in January. So if you're interested, please let me know. I would love to take you through it.
0: Awesome. For our listeners out there, if you've seen anything interesting going on during this holiday season, maybe some funny or unique door buster that you saw on Black Friday, we'd love to hear about it. Give us a call on the Where We Buy hotline and we'll use your voice in an upcoming show. The number is 602-633-633. 4061. Be sure to tell us your name and where you're calling from. Last week, I was in New York and I caught up with Eldon Scott at Urban Space. Urban Space runs food halls and they also do the pop-up Holiday Shops at Bryant Park, and I talked with um, Eldon about that, and also about Urban Spaces Planned National Expansion. You're not going to want to miss that episode when it comes out. To make sure that you don't, subscribe to Where We Buy on the iPhone podcast app, or on Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Also, the week before that, I was in downtown Phoenix witnessing the amazing transformation going on in that city. Uh ASU has a new downtown campus there. There's a new multifamily, new retail. We're gonna release a video all about it. And that video will be posted to where we buy.show. Our videos are like little mini versions of our podcast. And finally, I want to give a shout-out to somebody that I ran into when I was in New York. We were going through the Showfields store, and I ran into Megan Parker, who works for Eden's in Denver. Hi, Megan. Thanks for saying hi. Any shout-outs you want to give, Emily?
1: No.
0: (laughs) You're good? All right, cool. (laughs) Our theme music is Run in the Night by the Good Lords under Creative Commons license.